0: Don't look now. Minutes,
1: Don't look now. Welcome back to Don't Look Now with your hosts Jenny McDonald and Will Hageman, where we bring you yet another random topic of interest. So Take it away, Jenny. What is our topic today?
0: Well, I mean, it's something I've never talked about before.
1: Oh, obviously.
0: No. <laughs> gothic literature and romanticism.
1: Gothic literature and romanticism. Nice. Okay.
0: Yeah. So
1: good Gothic novels. A
0: great Gothic novel. That's classic, um, and it's considered the first true science fiction book.
1: Ah, Frankenstein. 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 Nice. Yes.
0: So for anyone that doesn't know um, one, the true story of Frankenstein, I'm going to do a quick little synopsis. Yeah, yeah, sounds it's good. It's not quick, but we're going to go so with I have
1: it. to own up to the fact that I have not actually read it. So, Oh, I, really? I have not.
0: Okay, it's beautiful, long, yes, yeah. and wordy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so it's written in an epistolary format, so it's all letters. Okay. And the letters are a correspondence between Captain Robert Wal- Walton and his sister, Margaret Walton Seville. The captain is on an expedition to the North Pole when he comes across a dog sled with a huge dude driving it. (laughs) Okay. Later, the crew rescues a nearly frozen emaciated man named Victor Frankenstein. (laughs) So Frankenstein has been in pursuit of this big dude on the dog sled. And Frankenstein sees how obsessed Captain Walton is with fame and fortune in the North Pole, so he tells him his life story to warn him. Okay. Okay. So... Um, Just a small point, because some people get this confused. Frankenstein is not the monster. Frankenstein (laughs) is the scientist. Although you could say that he is also a monster. Yes, yes, yes. Right, right. Okay. Victor was born in Naples, Italy, to a wealthy family with a lot of sons. Um, They ended up adopting other children as well, but mainly sons, right? So he grows up curious about the world, and specifically outdated theories of stimulating natural wonders. Um, so before he leaves for university, his mom sadly dies of scarlet fever. And as a result of this, he throws himself into experience in science so that he can ignore how much he misses his mother. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he's working on is imparting life to non-living matter. And he develops this secret technique. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he decides he wants to create a humanoid type creature. Um, because he was having problems with the tiny parts in the body, he decides to make the humanoid bigger Bigger. because, you know, easier, it's easier if you can see the little vessels and stuff to reconnect them. So he ends up with an eight foot tall humanoid. Wow. Right. Big dude. Big dude. (laughs) And he does his best to make the humanoid as beautiful as possible. Like it goes to a lot of effort to get the Mm -hmm. most striking features that would be the most traditionally handsome of the times and things like that. However... The moment the creature is reanimated, it's hideous.
1: Hmm.
0: And he flips out. Okay. So he has created this giant, gross human thing, and it's not (laughs) at all what he thought it was going to be, so he runs away. And when he runs away, he finds one of his friends that he grew up with, and his friend's like, okay, well, calm your shit. Let's let's get you back home. You just had a scare, and he's like, don't take me back home. (laughs) That's a bad idea. So they get back to his house, and the creature is gone Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and he immediately takes ill for four months. So four months later, he gets word that one of his brothers has been mysteriously murdered. Hmm. So he arrives back home and sees in the distance, the creature fleeing. So he chases after him and the creature runs up the mountains and he gets away. Mm -hmm. Victor returns home and he has assumed that the creature has killed his brother. However, the nanny is blamed. Okay, She's found with a locket in her possession that makes them think that she was coveting this boy and ended up getting murdered over it, or murdering over it. Um, And Victor is helpless to save her because he knows no one's going to believe him. Mm -hmm. I mean, who's going to believe his story, right? So he retreats to the mountain, and the creature finds him. (laughs) So have you seen Young Frankenstein? Yes. It's actually surprisingly similar to that. Okay, all right. Surprisingly. Um, there's a, some differences, but yeah. <coughs> At this point, the creature takes over the story <coughs> and he tells Victor about how he's been hiding because people are so freaked out by his appearance. I mean, yeah, eight foot tall, giant dude with mm-hmm. weird skin and yep. dead eyes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, he's been living in an abandoned structure and there's a poor family that lives nearby. So he kind of grows fond of this poor family and poor in the manner that, like, they don't have money, not just like, oh, sad yeah. family. Yeah. Um, so he starts taking them firewood and he learns how to talk by eavesdropping and hearing what they have to say each other. And then he learns to read when he one day finds a bundle of books in the woods. I mean, that's where you find, that's where you find these things apparently. Yeah. yeah. However, one day while he's out in the woods collecting firewood, he sees his reflection in a pool of water. And suddenly he knows he is hideous. He looks nothing like these normal people. Mm -hmm. How will he ever become friends with them? So what he does is he approaches the father who's blind and befriends him. There you go. And they become really good friends. But then one day the family walks in and sees him. They flip their shit and run far, far away. And so he's alone and he's sad and it's bad. So he goes to Victor and murders the brother. Frames the nanny and goes to tell Victor, I want you to create me a companion. If you don't, then I will murder everyone you have ever loved. <laughs> if you do, the companion and I will go away to South America and you'll never see us again and we won't bug you. Mm-hmm. Right? And Victor's like, well, okay, well, you're capable, so might as well follow this, right? Yeah. So Victor goes to the Orkneys, which is in the northern uh, part of Scotland. It's like the very northern tip, just below the Shetlands, and Mm -hmm. you have to take a boat to get there. And he starts to create the female. Here, however, he starts to get plagued by these thoughts of morality. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, what if he creates this female and she hates the creature? Yeah. What if she's more violent than he is? Worst of all. What if they breed and they destroy all of humanity? (laughs) So this in the end is like the thing that triggers. He's just like, you know what? That's probably the worst thing that could happen. This is a terrible decision. So he destroys the female. The creature, however, has been watching everything and he loses his mind. He goes and he demands that Victor fix her. And he's just like, I can't. This is a terrible idea. And the creature says to him, fine, don't do it. But I'll let you know this. I'll be there on your wedding night.
1: <laughs> That's
0: not creepy at all, right? Nope. <laughs> nope. So, Victor returns to his family, and on route, he's imprisoned for a murder that he's been framed for by the creature. Mm-hmm. He loses his mind, literally sent to like an asylum, and then he gets acquitted, and then he decides to get married to a girl who his parents had adopted that was his adopted sister slash like third cousin or something okay. like that right as you do yeah go to jail go crazy get married so the night of his wedding he's like preparing to fight the creature to death he arms himself and then he tells his bride wait here mm-hmm. i'm gonna go kill this creature and then i'm gonna be back and then we're gonna live happily ever after <laughs> and she's just like
1: "Alrighty then yeah.
0: cool that sounds great i'll wait here Mm -hmm. oh shit right yeah so he goes off and he's looking all around and the creature breaks in and murders the new wife
1: yeah
0: victor ends up trying to shoot him and the creature escapes again and then victor's pursuing him and this is where we find them in the arctic
1: okay
0: okay so at this point the captain and the crew are stuck in the ice with victor on board all right and the crew wants to return to warmer waters but the captain wants to continue exploring and victor tries to plead with the captain to continue pursuing the creature mm-hmm. um but he soon gets very ill because he's so emaciated and has hypothermia that he is on his deathbed and he basically tells the captain like you can keep trying to pursue fame but it's not going to do you yeah a justice right mm-hmm. there's a beautiful like whole long speech but that's <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> the gist of it folks um so he dies, and the captain's like, okay, now what should we do? So they kind of are chilling on the boat, and somebody is like, hey, there's a really big dude in with, with Frankenstein. Maybe we, <laughs> should, maybe we should say something. Yeah. So the creature's found there mourning Victor, and then starts talking to the captain, and he says, well, since I'm never going to have a companion, I'm never going to be anything else, and no one can be around me, I'm just going to kill myself. And so he leaves and decides to kill himself out of this loneliness. Okay. So this is the very short yeah. version oh. of Frankenstein. Yes,
1: it's, yes. It's it's a novel.
0: <laughs> so um, what I thought was important about this was, first off, the Halloween theme that I'm going to go with until New Year's. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's I a love classic. So, yeah. It's a classic. It's classic horror. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um have yeah,
1: Halloween without Frankenstein. Right. Just, you
0: know. And the funny thing is it's more about morality and about, like, ethics then it is really about horror to me yeah like the whole story is that was it yes
1: it's completely opposite to the traditional frankenstein movie style thing with just right mad scientist in the mountain in transylvania somewhere harnesses lightning makes killer monster out of maniac brain and you know right and then the monster runs loose murders everybody and we must stop evil monster, yeah, you know.
0: Well, and then they can train him to not be evil, yeah. and then he becomes a good, like, once he learns how to read and write. Yeah, and... Putting on the
1: Ritz, all, all yeah. the good stuff, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I
0: was trying to think, what is the thing that she yells constantly? Frau Farb... No, nope, oh. Frau, what's her name? Frau Farbittner. Right. No, that's from uh, Austin Powers. Yes,
1: but it's, it's really close. It I is really they, close. I thought they basically stole it from... Yeah. Uh...
0: No, that was Roland hay. was the one girl that just sk- sk- sings yeah, that yes, and giggles. Yes, yeah. and that's hilarious.
1: Yes. No, I can't. But yes, I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it. I can't, think, I of can't it.
0: think of it, yeah. Um, so I thought it would be interesting to talk about who was Mary Shelley, yep. the writer of Frankenstein. Uh, she was basically a woman with a very kind of sad, depressing life, much like Virginia Woolf. Um, her mother died shortly after she was born. She never really met her obviously she had just been born she knew her for like a day her father was already a famous author as was her mother and at the age of 16 she met her future husband percy shelley who is a well-known poet but her father did not agree with the match with shelley because Mm -hmm. he was kind
1: of a a philanderer yeah Yeah, he's a major playboy yeah Yeah.
0: he was still married to his wife when they ran (laughs) off together if that tells you anything and we're talking like 1600s so this would have been pretty scandalous um, so she fled to France with her stepsister, her stepsister's boyfriend, and Percy. Um, and over time, they attempted multiple times to have children, and she had terrible miscarriages and se- like yeah. severe hemorrhaging and not good situation. So she's kind of just a sad human being in general. But during the summer of 1816, so it was the 1800s, not 16, yeah, 1800s, Mary Percy Mary's stepsister and Lord Byron, mm-hmm. another famous philanderer, um, went to Geneva. And this was called, they call it something like the summer that never was or something like that. Okay. Because it's cold and rainy the whole summer. So mm. instead of getting to go out, they're pretty much stuck inside the whole time. Yuck. Yeah. And they spent a lot of time sitting around the fires reading German ghost stories that have been translated into French. <laughs> And Lord Byron suggests one night that they have a competition of writing to see who can write the best ghost story. Also, potentially there was some swinging happening with the partners and bouncing
1: around. Lord Byron. So there you
0: go. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So they had this contest, and it was it took place over the summer, so it's not like an overnight kind of situation. And every morning they would ask each other, "Well, did you come up with anything? Did you come up with anything?" And she just was stuck. She's like, "I I got shit, y'all. This isn't nothing's happening here." Mm Um, please see the Drunk History episode of this because it's, it's right on. Um, and then one night there's a conversation happening between um, Lord Byron and Shelley Percy, Percy Shelley, backwards, um, about nature and the principle of life. And they talked about famous scientists like Erasmus Darwin and all this cool science philosophy, whatever the hell rich people could do during the early 1800s without yeah. responsibility. And suddenly she had an idea, Mm -hmm. and she was possessed by it. She ran with it, and it was the story of Frankenstein. Um, And she wrote this at just the age of 18. So she had this crazy genius idea, wrote this beautiful story, and she's still super young. Um, She's thought to have several influences in her writing, both of her parents, and um, the conversation between Percy Shelley and Lord Byron were probably the ones that were the biggest influences, though, at that time. Um, Lord Byron also wrote a story on this same competition, Mm -hmm. and it was um, the story of the vampire legends that he had heard in the Balkans, which is where we get our basis for Dracula. Nice. Yep. So lots of of famous stuff, right? Let's go down the rabbit hole. Yep. Ready? Yep. Frankenstein's creature is never given a name in the book. Okay. They always call it the creature, it, humanoid, things Mm -hmm. like that. Mary Shelley, however, during a telling of the story, calls him Adam, Adam from yeah, the Garden yeah. of Eden. Okay. So, um, there's also like an addition to the name, so it's not just Frankenstein. It's like Frankenstein and Prometheus's yeah. fire or something like that.
1: Yeah, the new Prometheus. The
0: new Prometheus. Yeah. 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 Um, the first edition of Frankenstein was published anonymously. Um, that was in 1818. Her name was not added until the second publishing in 1823.
1: Okay.
0: But it was stupid famous even then. She says that the name Frankenstein came to her in a dream, but in Germany there is a castle called Castle Frankenstein, which she may have also visited and just not really yeah just realized that they went together. Mm-hmm. And in the early 18th century, an alchemist named Conrad Dippel may have been experimenting with human bodies. So during that same... Time period.
1: Yeah, no, that's. I can I can imagine that's when <laughs> science was kind of there. <laughs> it had, it had some that was body snatching days, right? Yeah, yeah, some good science going on. Some some shit science going on. I some thought.
0: questionable science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the final fact is that Frankenstein has inspired more than a hundred and thirty films, um, starting with the silent Frankenstein in nineteen ten.
1: Nice. Do you know what happened to Mary Shelley? I mean, I know that eventually Percy Shelley drowned in a yeah. a boating accident or something fairly yes. young.
0: He died very young, and his heart had actually calcified, so she carried it with her until her death in her
1: 40s. Ew.
0: I think she died of a heart attack or something. Like she, she died okay. older, but... Okay,
1: yeah, I wasn't sure what happened to her after... It
0: just kind of a tragic... She was just a tragic yeah. soul. Yeah, Like, yeah. And I think part of that is she married a tragic romantic. Yeah. Because
1: he was... It's kind of their whole point,
0: but... Yeah. Right. Right. He, yeah. Their whole story is interesting in general. She's interesting. But, like, the fact... I always find it interesting when famous people are friends. Mm-hmm. So, like... Yeah. they all hanging out and, together. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. When Tolkien and C.S. Lewis and everybody are chilling out and all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... Especially seems to be the case with a lot of authors, because authors tend to kind of flock together. So you get these weird groups of authors that all chill together.
0: And they all have weird, like lively conversations that yeah. trigger a whole movement of...
1: Yeah, it's fun in old-school scientists, too, because they tend to be that way, too. So you right. go back and see stuff happening in, you know, 1700s, early 1800s, and you have all these famous scientists all just kind of hanging out together and, you know, <laughs> going over to each other's houses and whatnot, which just doesn't seem to be
0: the Normal. case these days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, I watched a whole series on bbc called inspector lewis where it takes place in cambridge no what's the other one oxford yes maybe
1: <laughs> oxford or cambridge one or the other yeah, yeah they're
0: right like next to each other or something right
1: <laughs> sorry no, i they're don't gonna, remember. they're gonna shoot you for that
0: but, i know yeah. they're right next to each i can't remember no, where now damn this is bad so oxford,
1: oxford's right outside of london or much closer and then cambridge is a little further north but
0: it's which one was c.s lewis and tolkien at oxford Yes, so Oxford is where it takes place. Anyhow, they go into a lot of these stories, and there's a whole Percy Shelley because there's a Percy Shelley statue. Okay. At Oxford, maybe I might have this backwards again. I
1: have, I have not been to Oxford, but I've been to Cambridge. So yeah. Damn it! The other way. Yeah.
0: But anyhow, it's a really interesting TV show because it's a it's a murder mystery Mm -hmm. show. But um, one of the cops was studying to go into the seminary, so he's always bringing. And he went to Oxford. And so he's always bringing up literature and talking about, like, the history of things. And it's stupid fascinating. <laughs> and one of the ones he talks about is C.S. Lewis and uh, Tolkien and yeah. how they would curse at each other at the bar because they were... Yeah, yeah. yeah not another fucking elf and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, God, I love it. Yep. Especially when you think about, like, C.S. Lewis, who's known for his Christianity and his symbolism yep. and stuff uh-huh. like that, to yell at someone, not another fucking elf, just yeah, seems yeah. amazing to me.
1: Yes. Good stuff.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I I am a big fan of this kind of horror genre and
1: yeah no that's that's because I've always heard of the background around the Frankenstein novel but I, I actually never I've never read it and never really knew much of the uh, the real plot line of it beyond you know creation of the creature and right. that kind of stuff so yeah
0: well and it kind of makes sense why it's so much um, modern like fictional mashups put together Frankenstein and Dracula now yeah, uh-huh. knowing that backstory that like they should be together. almost yes, yeah. it's, they, they exist funny. in the same realm almost.
1: It's yeah. weird. No, yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's t- just a little, little tidbit there for our Halloweenies.
1: Nice. Well, yeah. Very cool. I love hearing the background of all that. And yeah, it's just kind of fascinating to know where these things come from. And yeah, something that becomes just kind of a cultural touchstone that you don't even think about it having been created. It's just kind of part of the general mythos of, Right. you know, just people have this inclination of the Frankenstein monster. And, you know, well, yeah, you don't over think of somebody 130
0: making it. films for yeah. that? That's yeah. crazy.
1: Which is, yeah, it's crazy because, you know, even with Byron writing about it and Bram Stoker and whatever else, you still have had vampire legends forever. Right. And you've had all these other, you know, long time, you know, witches and all this sort of stuff for Halloween. But Frankenstein's a truly Unique. manufactured uniquely by one person story. Yeah. That's uh, pretty, pretty fascinating. But
0: and it's fascinating that a woman wrote it at the time that she yeah. did. Mm-hmm. And it gained such popularity, even though it yep. may not have needed that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but no, it's really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's always amazing how young she is, too. So, you know.
0: yeah, she's
1: a kid. Yeah. Not yeah. much
0: older than your daughter, really. Yep, yep,
1: but that's, everybody did things younger back then, because, yeah,
0: you had to. Yeah, I mean, you had to, but also, like, think about the education she probably had versus yeah. oh, what, yeah, like... Yeah.
1: What everybody else gets these days.
0: Right, right. Yeah, Totally different kind of life.
1: Yeah, no, it's just always fascinating, that one. It's a little depressing when you're in your 40s and you look back, especially in figures in history, because, you know, <laughs> all of them did these things young. You know, you're well, like, they oh. did them
0: young because their life expectancy well, exactly, was 30. exactly, because they were all
1: freaking dead by my age. Right. But, you know, whatever. Right. But, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, well, Napoleon had already, you know, gone through X many campaigns and been inferred for X many years before this point in life, you know. Right. Because yeah, you are going through. Oh, well, he's a brigadier general by the time he's a college age kid, basically. You know,
0: Napoleon's like, freaking interesting, though. Oh yes, yes. I, I always was, think about things that shouldn't be contemporary with him that are that just blow my mind.
1: Yeah, no, there, there are a lot of cool things there. That is my if I am ever forced to go through and do my own like topic. Yes, Napoleon's on probably your list. one of the top things on my list. So good to know. So there you go. You'll probably know what to guess. Should well, I? I'm just in? saying I won't pull a Napoleon <laughs> next time. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And next time we're talking about Napoleon. <laughs> <Next
0: time. laughs> we'll get there. Cool. You know, it yep. just takes time.
1: Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much as yep. always. Sure. All right, everybody. Well, listen, uh, rate us, subscribe to our podcast, tell your friends about us and, uh, grow our fan base. Cause we always like people listening to us. Thank you for, to hollow state audio for all of our intro and outro music. And, uh, We will all catch you again next week.
0: Yeah, sounds great.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We've got a uh, short one for you today to uh, add on as an add-on at some point. So if you're hearing this after one of our regular podcasts, you know what happened. Um, Take it away, Jenny. What are we we talking about?
0: I'm talking about Halloween 1963.
1: Halloween 1963. I don't remember that one because I was (laughs) negative 13 years old. But, (laughs) yeah.
0: So um the indiana state fair is going on and there's an ice show happening in the indiana state fair coliseum okay everyone's super into it they're enjoying it and like personally i didn't even realize that ice shows happened in october so i thought this was fascinating yeah the show's going on and they're at their big finale and it's just you know apparently very moving and everyone said it was just beautiful and they were super into it focus is all there and you know the climactic music and everything's (laughs) happening and then an explosion happens. Ugh. In the aftermath of the explosion, several hundred people die. Oh my God. Thousands of people are injured and they have to mass exit at the place, right? Yeah. So what happened? So what happened was a propane tank was leaking into a room where popcorn was being made. Oh God. Not enough airflow was happening in the room filled with gas because gas fills to the size of the room. Yeah. Or something like that to the size of the container in which one has mm-hmm. it in. And over time, as the propane's building and building and building, when the popcorn gets made and it gets heated, a spark is made and boom, an explosion. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I tried to find a ton of research on this and there's just really not. It's super cut and dry. There was an explosion, popcorn machine, propane, people died. It's
1: horrifying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, basically, I looked up the eyewitness reports and things like that and they all just said it was just everything happened so quickly.
1: Yeah. There was an
0: explosion. We were listening to music. And then like the only side story that I could find that was even mildly interesting. And it's not interesting. It's yeah. horrific yeah. is that they used the ice from the rink as a temporary morgue because they oh, didn't geez. have space.
1: Nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
0: I was trying to find interesting Halloween stories <laughs> because we were coming up to Halloween and I was like, Oh, this has potential. This, this did not have potential. This it was is just a, an official
1: Halloween bummer. Yeah. It was
0: yeah. a total Halloween bummer. And I was like, Cool, but it's a short story to make sure the microphones work. There so. we go.
1: So we, we've got this in the can. So for <laughs> there those go. of you that are running into this after one of our podcasts. We'll try to make it after why. a really uplifting <laughs> one to bring <laughs> well, the
0: mood right where it we, needs we to be. We will do our best. Sounds That's great. right.
1: All right, cool. All right, there's All right. your little anecdote. There is anecdote. Your, your snippet of horror from uh, Indiana. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you later. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.